Hey friend, happy Monday. Today I want to share with you the best parenting advice that I have ever received as a very soon to be mom. Now I know that this is a different kind of episode than we've had on the show thus far, but I thought that it would be a fun episode as this is the Bible's babies and business podcast. And I love talking about Jesus on the show. I love talking about business on the show. And now I also really want to bring the motherhood conversation, the parenting conversation in, because not only is that the season that I am about to be in, it's also the season that many of you who are listening are currently in or about to be in as well. And one of the biggest motivators that many of you, myself included, have for wanting to build this successful online coaching business and wanting to get more clients and wanting to increase your income is so that you can have the time and financial freedom to be able to quit your job, make money online and stay home with your kids. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about motherhood. Let's talk about the best parenting advice that I have received as a very soon to be mom. Number two, like I have three little tidbits of uh, advice to share with you today that, that I have received. Number two is definitely controversial. So let's see if you think so as well. So let's get started. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. So one of the things that I think all moms or all soon to be moms can relate to is the fact that when the people around you find out that you're going to be a mom, the advice starts rolling in and it's and it rolls it, it it is coming in hot okay whether you want it to or not the advice is coming in and i know that there is a lot of unsolicited advice advice that we don't ask for advice that we don't want and sometimes people just give us like flat out bad advice advice that we have to like weed through and like <laughs> toss it out so there's definitely a lot of discernment that is needed when it comes to parenting advice but i don't believe that all parenting advice is bad. So today I really want to share with you the best advice, the best advice that I've received so far as we, my husband and I enter, um, this season of parenting or, or are about to enter the season of parenting. But I need to tell you a little bit about our story, about how we got to the place where we are, because I think that it will give you a little bit more context as to like, why, 
this conversation is coming up. So about three years ago, it was August 2019. So I'm recording this July 2022. Almost three years ago, my husband and I decided to start trying for a baby and to start growing our family. What we didn't know at that time is that we were going to be one of the 10 to 15% of couples who would walk through infertility. And that first month, it was a negative pregnancy test. Well, that first month turned into a year, turned into two years, and next month it will be three years of trying to grow our family. Now, about nine months ago, the Lord prompted Lucas and I to pursue adoption to grow our family. And so we did. We signed on with an agency. We got home study approved. We created an adoption profile book, an adoption website. And right now we are literally just waiting by our phones every single day, waiting for a call from our agency to let us know that we have been matched with an expectant mom who wants to make an adoption plan for her child or for her children. Now, if you love the conversation about adoption, if you have questions about it, if you think that that's an episode that I should do in the future, just really talking about our journey with adoption, slide into my DMs and let me know. Probably the, well, then actually it is the number one question that Lucas and I get when it comes to adoption is what's the update? And uh, I think it's just something that people don't know a whole heck of a lot about. Like almost lots of people either have been touched by adoption in some way, whether their family um, has adoption within the family, or maybe they themselves are adopted or know somebody who was adopted or they themselves are a birth mom, whatever it is, most people, a lot of people have been touched by adoption in some way, but it's just not really a conversation that is talked about a lot. However, now that the Roe versus Wade has been overturned, we're not going to get into that, but the conversation of adoption is coming up a lot more. And like Lucas and I are like, we didn't know. We had no idea that that Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned when we embarked on this journey to adoption, but it all makes sense in God's divine timing. And so we're just like, we feel like very blessed to be walking in this movement at this specific time in history. So to, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but if you think that I should do an episode all about adoption, our adoption updates, the, what the journey looks like, slide into my DMs and let me know. But, you know, to, to make a very long story short, there's been a lot of tears, a lot of dollars, a lot, a lot of dollars, fam, <laughs> poured into our dream of becoming parents. And I think that that's why I'm so passionate about the conversation of motherhood. Not only have I, I mean, I've always wanted to be a mom, but because I have been in this waiting season for about three years, my passion, my desire for motherhood has only gotten stronger because I've had a lot more time to think about what it means to be a mother and what I want that season to look like. And I've had to work super hard in order to become a mom. In my journey to becoming a mom and my passion around motherhood has also been a really big driver for positioning my business and my podcast to be one that really speaks to the mom. I mean, this is the Bible's babies and business podcast. And I believe that those short years of raising babies in our home, hearing their little footsteps running down the hall, the mess of toys on the living room floor, and even like the chaos of it all, I believe that those years are sacred. As a mother, I believe that no one is more anointed to raise your babies than you are. 
And that was really a huge reason why I started this coaching business in the first place so that I could have the freedom to be home during those years to make money during my kids' nap time and really soak up though that that time that I know I'm never going to get back. So now because we've had this this long season of waiting to become parents and we're about to become parents and because we have also chosen to grow our family through adoption which just a little caveat here, when you choose to grow your family through adoption, you have to be approved to adopt, which means that you have to go through this pretty intense like home study process where they come in, they like inspect your home, they do a lot of interviews with you. There's a lot of, there's a whole bunch of trainings that you have to go through in order to become um, approved for adoption, which I'm here for. But essentially we've had three years of parenting advice to collect, to like weed through and really discern what advice we want to apply to our family and what advice we really want to like toss out. And so this is what I feel is the best advice that I have received as a soon-to-be mom. And there's three little tidbits that I want to share with you. Now, before I jump into these little three pieces of advice, again, like all advice, you have to use your own discernment on what advice applies to you and what advice does not apply to you. So maybe some of this will apply, maybe it won't, but 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 my heart in this is sharing with you just three pieces of advice that I feel were so valuable and, and uh, that I really want to bring into my home and my season of motherhood. So piece of advice number one that I've received that I really, really loved. Children can feel your energy. They can sense the way that you're feeling. So as much as you are able, it is important to be very aware of how you portray your emotions in front of your child. So basically, when I heard this piece of advice, the way that I understood it was, okay, so if I'm feeling anxious all the time, my baby is probably going to be anxious. If I'm feeling insecure or unsure or like very just unstable all the time, my child is probably going to feel unsure, insecure, and unstable about themselves. And so my hope, my my goal for motherhood is to really try and be as much as possible because we're all human here, to try and be really emotionally mature and in control of my emotions. That's actually one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Now, again, like I mentioned, it's really important to remember that we are all human and this is not going to be perfect. (laughs) There's definitely going to be days where I am going to feel anxious, unsure, insecure, unstable, emotional, all the things uh, in the presence of my child. But I really believe that that is all the more reason why I need to surrender those feelings at the foot of the cross and allow the Lord to really renew my mind on a daily basis. And one of the best practical practices, if you will, I think to renewing our mind is by getting into the word daily. And the person who gave me this advice, uh, I just kind of want to throw in a little caveat here. The person who gave me this advice was not telling me to fake it around my kids. They were not telling me to sweep my feelings under the rug. Um, Actually, quite the opposite. As mothers, I think it's really important that we address our feelings at the core and truly deal with them, express or uh, feel them and move through them, not only for our own mental health, but so that we don't pass down any undealt with emotions or trauma to our kids. I once read um, this phrase that that can be kind of summarized in saying, undealt with trauma 
that we refuse to deal with as parents will in some way affect our children in one way or another. So that is parenting advice number one that I received that I was like, dang, that is good. That is some gold nuggets, some things that I really want to practice and implement in my motherhood. Again, it's not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be this perfectly put together, uh, emotionally secure human all the time in front of my kids, but it is a goal of mine to make sure that I do not allow my own emotions to become so um, overwhelming and boil over into my children. Like, I I don't want to do that. I don't want to be anxious or insecure or always panicked or on edge because my children will be able to feel that. I want to, as best as possible, I want to be remain calm, cool, collected, and really embrace the spirit of self-control or the fruit of the spirit of self-control. So that was best parenting advice number one. Now, number two, this one is definitely controversial. Oh, it is for sure controversial. Like, I know this one may get uh, some of you fired up. But the, the second piece of advice that I received that I thought, oh man, that's really good, is your kids are not more important than your spouse. So this is a super common thing that I, I feel like I hear amongst the parenting community. And the thing that I feel like I hear a lot is, well, my kids are my number one priority. And whenever I have heard that or read that, like in a, in a comments thread, whenever I hear a mother say, my children are my number one priority, for some reason that has always just like fell off to me. There's just something in my spirit that's like, that's not quite right. And I'm not saying that, that that's how you feel, but that's how I have always felt whenever I've heard a mother say, my kids are my number one priority. Now for me growing up, my parents, who are very much in love. They've been uh, married for 31 years. My parents made it very clear to us kids that their priority list goes God first, then each other as husband and wife, and then it was us kids. Now at the time, I didn't really quite understand like what that meant, but I do now as a married woman who loves the Lord and isn't about to become a mom. And so let's kind of break that down a little bit. So in Genesis and in the book of Matthew, it talks about how a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. So when I heard this piece of advice, your kids are not more important than your spouse, what that meant to me was that I need to always make sure that I am prioritizing my marriage, that I am prioritizing my husband. Now that doesn't mean that if the kids are hungry and Lucas like needs help with a project that I'm always going to like just that I'm going to neglect my kids. That is not what I'm saying. But what this does mean is that we do not leave our father and mother to be united with our kids. Like that's not what the Bible says. The Bible does not say you will leave your father and mother to be united with your kids. It says you will leave your father and mother to be united with your spouse. There's only one other human being on the planet that we are one flesh with. And that is as wives, that is our husband. And so I believe that it is so important as we enter as I enter the season of motherhood, that I walk into this season making sure that my marriage 
first of all, that my, my relationship with the Lord is my very first priority and that my relationship with Lucas is my second priority. And I believe that this is actually going to be in my kid's best interest that I love God first and then love Lucas second, because without God, there is no foundation. There, there is, there is anything that we believe that is secure outside of the Lord is false. The Lord is the only secure foundation. So without God, there is no foundation for me, for my husband, for my marriage, and for my kids. If we do not have the Lord at the center, there is no foundation. It's like building a mansion on sand. It's going to collapse. Without Lucas, there would be no marital foundation in a two-parent mom and dad home for which my kids can grow up feeling secure, safe, and loved for by both of their parents in unity in the home. And I believe that that's so important for kids to know. So growing up, my parents, they, they, they used to promise me that no matter what, mommy and daddy were always going to be together. And that, that that really, as a child, brought me so much comfort to know that no matter what, the two human beings that I loved most in this world as a child, mom and dad, that they were always going to be together. They were never going to be separate. And... So that's something that I really want to bring into, again, my season of motherhood is that, yes, of course, my children are going to be so important to me, but they are not to be my number one priority over my husband and over my relationship with the Lord. And my hope in that is that my children will watch mommy model a a biblical priority list that they will watch their mother model what it means to put the Lord first in their life and what it means to really prioritize their marriage for which the rest of the family is affected by. Like the rest of the family is affected by the relationship of mom and dad. And so when the relationship with mom and dad is strong, it is only doing good things for the rest of the family. And so that was a little piece of advice that I received that is definitely controversial, I would say in today's world, but something that I really want to bring into my season of motherhood. My kids are not going to be more important than my spouse. Now, number three. This one is super, it's fun. It's fun, but it's going to be, I think, a little bit challenging for me to implement because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So the third piece of advice that someone gave me that I was like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. This is going to be challenging to implement, but I want to try is don't sweat the small stuff. Life is short. And as a soon-to-be mom, I want to create an environment in which Like the little things, we don't worry about them. We're not getting caught up or weighed down by all the little details of the day-to-day life that if we were to worry about them, that they would just add burden to life. And it just, it would create a heaviness or, or an anxiety that, that otherwise wouldn't need to be there. And I think that when a parent sweats the small stuff, when they freak out, um, about a stain on the carpet or, as the saying goes, cry over spilt milk. I think it can make kids feel like they have to walk on eggshells in order to make sure that they don't do anything that makes mommy mad. And that is the exact opposite of what I want to do. I want to create an environment that is calm and where kids 
Like, I want it to be organized. Don't get me wrong. Like, I want it to be an organized. I don't want it to be chaotic. But I want to create an environment where kids are not afraid or constantly living in fear that that it is not okay to mess up or that it is not okay to get dirty or to go play in the mud. So I wanted to kind of list out a few practical ways that I'm really going to try and implement this don't sweat the small stuff mentality into my motherhood. Um, So one way that I I really want to implement this is to not freak out when my kids walk through the mud with their white shoes. You know what? It is their if their shoes are white and if they get stains from the mud, who cares? Who cares? Rinse the shoes off, throw them in the washing machine. It, it's all good. Now, I don't want to teach my kids to walk through the mud with their Sunday shoes on, but if they do, if they're out playing and, and enjoying the day and um, enjoying the play that is very special to childhood, and they happen to get their white shoes muddy in the midst of it, who? It is all good. Uh, Number two way that I'm really going to try and implement this don't sweat the small stuff mentality is I want to allow my children to make a mess with their toys. Like throw the Legos out on the floor and put them all together. Now I want to teach them how to clean the Legos back up because I've heard that stepping on a Lego is one of the most painful things in the world. But I don't want to panic about my house not being as clean as it is now when it's just Lucas and I. I know that my environment, my home is going to look different when I am parenting littles than it does now where it's just me, Lucas, and the two dogs. And I want to be okay with that. I don't want to sweat the small stuff and freak out about my house being perfectly organized. I want it to be picked up. Again, I don't want there to be chaos, but I don't want to create an environment in which my children are afraid that making a mess is going to make mommy mad. And the last way that I really want to try and practically uh, implement the mentality, don't sweat the small stuff into my uh, my motherhood is, <laughs> now this one is really fun. Uh, let them pick out their outfit for like preschool or whatever and, and wear the pink shirt with the orange shorts that absolutely don't match. Like who cares? Who cares? I think that at an age appropriate level, uh, I, I, I think that it's probably very fun for kids to be able to pick out their own outfit and if as long as we're not going to like family pictures or like a really super important event, like who cares if they want to wear the army camo camouflage vest with the pink pants and in the in the orange Crocs? Like who cares? It's all good. They're kids. Let them be creative. Let them uh, put on their own clothes and, and try to try to match an outfit together. Like you know, if it's family pictures, mom's gonna pick out the outfit, but. These are just really practical ways that as I was thinking about what does that mean to not sweat the small stuff like in real life? What is that going to look like? These are just a couple ways that I uh, imagined that, you know what? It's all good. It is all good if things are not lining up perfectly, if my house isn't perfectly always cleaned, if we're not always 10 minutes early, like it is okay. I think it is much more important to create an environment where children can grow without worry of um, mom freaking out over things being perfect. I think it's much more important for kids to explore and be creative and try new things and make a mess with the the Legos. Like, let's clean them up, but like make the mess. It's okay. So that is point number three that I'm really going to try and implement. Don't sweat the small stuff. So, okay, quick little recap of all three pieces of advice that I have been given 
that I felt were so good and I want to implement into my motherhood. Number one, children can feel your energy. They can sense the way that you're feeling, even if, even if you're not saying it. So as much as you can, as much as humanly possible, try to be very aware of how you portray your emotions in front of your child. And if you are experiencing um, an emotion like anxiety or worry or fear, or whatever it is, because we are human, deal with the emotion head on. Maybe that looks like counseling. Maybe that looks like um, asking hubby to take, take the kids for a couple hours and you getting some, some time by yourself. Whatever it is, deal with the emotion head on. Don't sweep it under the rug because undealt with emotion and undealt with trauma in some way, one way or another, will affect our children. Number two, this is the controversial one. I do not believe that our kids are to be a higher priority over our spouse or over our relationship with the Lord. And I think that that is actually in the best interest of the child to watch their parents prioritize the Lord first, their the marriage second, and then the children. And again, this doesn't like, I think sometimes people take this to an extreme and be like, so if your kid was hungry and your husband needed help with a project, you would make your kid wait and be like, no, like, let's not be weird about this. That just means that like, let's prioritize the relationship with the Lord and let's prioritize our spouse. Let's not neglect the Lord and let's not neglect our spouse. Let, and let's model that for our children because that is going to be the number one relationship that they think about in the future when they get married is how did mommy and daddy interact in their marriage? And I think one of the biggest gifts that we can give our children as mothers and as parents is showing them what it looks like to be faithful to the Lord and to have a strong marriage with our spouse. And number three, don't sweat the small stuff. This one is going to be, I think, a little bit more challenging for me because I am a little bit of a perfectionist. My house right now is, and I don't mean this like in a gloating way. I don't mean this in like a braggy way, but like my house is very clean because it's just me and Lucas. Like we don't, there's not a lot of messes that are happening. Uh, you know, we, we make dinner and we clean it right back up, but that's not what life is going to look like when there's littles running around. And it is my goal to practice being okay with things, not being perfect. Let my kids play outside, get dirty, and realize that it's okay. We can take a bath at night. Not freak out about their clothes not perfectly matching every time we leave the house. Not not worry or freak out every time there's a mess on the floor from their toys. Okay, so friend, I have shared with you today three pieces of advice that I really value as I'm about to walk into the season of motherhood, but I would love to hear what is the best piece of parenting advice that you have ever received. I would love to know. So I want you to either do one of two things. I want you to either slide into my DMs. It's at cami.wilkie on Instagram. You can scroll down on the show notes and I'll, you'll see my Instagram handle right there. Either slide into my DMs and tell me what is the best piece of parenting advice that you have ever received or better yet, if you are not already, come join my Facebook community where there's a whole bunch of business building mamas in there and come share your best piece of parenting advice that you've ever received inside of the Facebook community. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, friend. I know that this is a little bit different of an episode than we have done in the past, but I really want to bring the motherhood conversation 
into the podcast because this is the Bible's babies in business podcast. And one of the biggest motivators, again, that I know many of us have for building these businesses is so that we can have the freedom to be able to be home with our kids and make money during their nap time. So thank you for listening today, friend. Don't forget to come share with me your best piece of parenting advice that you've ever received. Either slide into my DMs or slide down into the show notes and join my Facebook community. The link is down there. I want to hear your best piece of parenting advice. I'll see you on Thursday. Hi friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.